You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number 146. Welcome to the Earn That Body show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everyone, I hope you're doing great and I hope you are enjoying your summer, which is halfway over, if not more for some people, right? We are headed into August. We've got these last weeks of summer. Uh, Kids are going back to school soon. We have a lot going on. And in this episode, it might just be something you've been looking for. If you had a tough summer, we're eating out a lot or just starting to get into some bad habits. Today, we're gonna talk about how to conquer sugar eating addiction. A lot of us have been there. A lot of us go through these times when we do go on vacations or certain seasons, certain holidays, have a lot more sugar than other times. But honestly, there's a few things I wanna teach you about that are gonna help you reduce that craving for sugar and how to get through these sugar addictions in a healthy way so that you're not binge eating on the other side. So we're gonna talk about all of that today, but first, this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, we are talking about settling the salt debate. And this is coming right from Consumer Reports, and they are talking about restaurants and manufacturers and should they be cutting sodium. Now, if you've ever been a client of mine, or if you're ever going to be a client of mine for nutrition, you will know that we look at your sodium intake every single day because it actually plays a very big role in your health. Well, this is what the Consumer Report in action, that's what the article is called, it says that most experts say Americans need to drastically reduce their sodium intake to avoid high blood pressure and lower their risk of heart disease. Others say the sodium threat has been exaggerated. Well, a new report from the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, the organization that sets recommendations for daily nutrient intakes, helps clarify how much sodium is too much for maintaining your health. This is the first time nutrient needs have been set based on lowering disease risk rather than for preventing a deficiency. Now the report concluded that to prevent disease, healthy people in the age range of 14 and older who get more than 2,300 milligrams of sodium per day need to aim for less. That is in line with the current dietary guidelines for Americans. Now, the limit is the same regardless of age, race, or current blood pressure levels. The report noted that going as low as 1,500 milligrams produced further blood pressure reductions, but there wasn't enough evidence to say that getting less than 2,300 led to a lower risk of heart disease. And just on a little side note, I have always gone with the, um, the different levels of dietary guidelines for Americans that have been recommended. And I've always had my clients under 2,300 milligrams a day, but if they're over 55 years old, it is recommended that you be under 1,500 a day. And yet it looks like some of this new research is potentially saying otherwise. 
Now back to this article, it says the average daily sodium intake for Americans is over 3,400 milligrams, and most of it is from processed and restaurant foods. Things like bread, pizza, sandwiches, processed meat, soup, these are the top five sources of sodium in the United States. Consumer Reports says the new report should allow the Food and Drug Administration to finalize voluntary sodium reduction guidelines that it proposed in 2016 for producers of these foods. Many consumers want to reduce sodium in their diet, but they find it difficult to track down healthy options. Every restaurant and food company should meet or beat the FDA's sodium targets. So it would be great to see a lot of these restaurants starting to take some of these numbers into account when they're making their foods, because I always tell my clients, sadly, if you go out to eat this weekend, you should be prepared that your weight is going to be up on Monday because there's so much sodium in the food when we eat out. A perfect example of this for some of you, who sometimes want to grab that Subway sandwich. Sorry, Subway, but your sodium levels are off the charts. And I encourage you to look at the labels because a company like Subway does in fact have to list how much you know, their sodium levels are, their calories, all of that's listed. You can find it online and sometimes they even post it in the store. But you would be amazed at how much sodium is in the small sandwich for Subway. It can be 1600 and up sometimes. So almost more than half you're supposed to get an entire day is in one sandwich. So starting to look at your sodium levels is something I definitely recommend. If you ever do work with me, it is something that we take a look at daily as well. And, and it really does help you feel better once we reduce that salt intake. All right, I, I guess we could say the opposite of salt is sugar, right? <laughs> Conquering sugar addiction is such a big deal in today's day and age, right? And I think the thought process on sugar is causing more addictions than less. Sugar is really not the devil. Now that's my personal opinion. I do not see sugar as the devil. I see the quantity of sugar as more of the devil. We live in a time when weight loss, Fad diets and supplements have become, of course, a billion dollar industry. And therefore, there are programs out there that are trying to convince you that you need their diet, their food, their extreme way of eating in order to control your weight and your health. But this is causing people to eat artificial foods, artificial sweeteners, tons of supplements, and they're not even properly regulated by the FDA. And if you want more info on that, check out my podcast episode number 86, where I talk about supplements and, and how the FDA regulates them. Um, some of these diets and, and these programs are pushing people into these states of serious deprivation, not only on calories, but on their sugar and how much they can take in. And what that's causing is a lot of people to binge eat sugar later down the road. So I feel like if we can educate people, if I can help educate people about sugar and diet, then maybe we could overcome things like sugar addiction and weight gain without it being so complicated. And my intention of this podcast episode today, and it actually will be a blog post as well, is to give you a few simple tips on how to conquer the sugar addiction 
in a manner that is sustainable over a lifetime instead of just doing it through a diet program or even a challenge. Have you seen some of those challenges? It's like 30 day challenge, no sugar challenge. Um, I think it broke my heart when I saw, I think it was JLo was promoting, I'm not on sugar for 30 days, do it with me. I'm taking in no sugar, not even fruit. Those type of things are killing people. And they're honestly, they're making the sugar addiction worse. So let's talk about some of these tips that can help you if you are taking in a lot of sugar right now and you know you need to cut it back because it, it isn't healthy for you to take on too much sugar. Now the first one that I want you to understand is that as I said, sugar is not the enemy. The quantity of sugar is doing the damage, not the sugar itself. So how much should you be eating? Well, according to the US dietary guidelines, you should limit your added sugars to 10% of your daily calorie intake. So for a person eating 2000 calories a day, that would be 50 grams of sugar a day. And what you need to note is that that is your added sugars. And what are added sugars? Well, those are the main ingredients in the candy, the processed foods, and even lots of those coffee drinks that people are drinking daily, right? So the 50 grams of sugar a day is not taking into account sugar that you might be getting from some of the healthy foods. That means you can, in fact, eat over this 10% of added sugar calories a day as long as the sugar after that is coming from real food sources, which are generally your fruit, your vegetables, and your dairy. But you still need to be cautious because fruit and veggies that are high in sugar, they're, they're not supposed to be eaten unlimited. I mean, it still is sugar and sugar is still a lot of calories. So it's not that you can have unlimited strawberries and unlimited blueberries and things like that, but it's not taking that into account when we're talking about the dietary guideline. And so that's another reason if you have been my client before, if you are my client or you're going to be my client, you will be eating over 10% of your calories as sugar because I also take into account how many grams of fruit, vegetable, and dairy sugar that you're able to have. So, so if you're wondering like, well, that's not how many you told, 50 grams is not what we were on. That's only for your added sugar. Now, how do you know if there's added sugar in your food? You need to start looking at your food labels. If you see things like cane juice, cane syrup, corn sweeteners, high fructose corn syrup, which is a no-no, that's an artificial sweetener, fruit juice concentrate and nectars, even honey, malt, maple syrup, and molasses, if those things are added, into the ingredients on the label, then you know that is added sugar. So those are definitely some things you want to look out for. Also things generally ending in OSE, O-S-E, can be an added sugar, like dextrose, things like that. So those are the things you wanna start thinking of and also just being sensible that anything that's a processed sweet, so the cookies and the cake and the muffins often, all of that is they're adding sugar into it, right? It's not just the base ingredient like a piece of fruit. Now, the next thing you can do to help your sugar addiction is avoid extreme sugar elimination. Because these sugar elimination diets and these challenges, 
they are going to hurt you more than they're going to help. And you may have done them and you may have already realized that. These type of diets or the 30-day challenges that you're definitely inspired to join. I totally get it. It's like, oh, let's go on that sugar cleanse or the sugar detox. The problem is they are too extreme. They generally want you to have no sugar. Often it's like not, not even allowed to eat fruit, not allowed to have certain vegetables, not allowed to have dairy. All of that can lead to binging on sugar once your challenge or diet program is over. And if you are avoiding fruits, some of the higher sugar vegetables, and possibly dairy, are you in fact getting enough of the nutrients your body does need? like fiber and calcium and vitamins and healthy carbohydrates. So don't go extreme to remove sugar at the expense of not getting in enough other nutrients that your that your healthy body absolutely does need. And my feeling is always that if you cannot sustain a way of eating, just don't do it at all. It's not worth it. You will always go back to your old ways and you will always binge eat that one thing that you weren't allowed to have. It's just the way our body is. And and you probably already know that because you've probably done those sugar challenges or or tried to not have any sugar at these things. And then what happens when that program's over? You go back to your old ways. Now, some people have amazing willpower. Some people can get through 30 days without sugar. That includes fruit and whatnot. And honestly, I mean, that does take a lot of willpower. But often I've heard those people say, I was miserable in those 30 days. I had no energy. I wasn't sleeping well. Like, my workouts were bad. Again, remember that when you're getting super extreme on taking anything out of your diet, it potentially could mean you're taking out the healthy things your body does need too. So I don't believe in doing these extreme sugar elimination diets. Number three, the way that I would do it, the the next thing I would do, I should say, in our list is avoid artificial sweeteners. Uh, I always have to preface this discussion when I talk about artificial sweeteners to say that if, if you have diabetes and your doctor is telling you not to have sugar and that you should have artificial sweeteners, you need to follow your doctor's orders, all right? So this would not pertain to you. But if this is not your situation, if you don't have diabetes, you need to know that artificial chemicals have never been proven to cause any weight loss and can be very harmful chemicals to the body. So when I say artificial chemical, I'm talking about artificial sweeteners. And the most common sweeteners you should look for on your labels include saccharin, aspartame, xylitol, which is a sugar alcohol, and sucralose. You should have those all written down somewhere in your phone if you can't remember them so that when you check a label, if any of those things are in it, you just don't buy it. Those are artificial sweeteners. They are chemicals, and I'm about to tell you why that would not be a good idea. But another thing I want to note is that a lot of these diet programs or challenges, things like that, they tell you to not have real sugar, and they tell you you can have all these things with artificial sweeteners because they don't have sugar in them. But that is not a good swap, right? Like I always say, I'd rather you have sugar in less quantity than ever having an artificial sweetener. So making that swap is not the way to go. And quick side note before I forget to tell you, if a product or food says sugar-free, it means it has artificial sweeteners in it. 
So don't get it, okay? Sugar-free is very misleading. People think, oh, it doesn't have sugar in it. Well, what it does mean is it has artificial sweetener in it. That's how it's gonna make it taste good or you're not gonna wanna have it, right? Now, according to Harvard Medical School, and I'm actually gonna post a link to this article in the blog post for this episode. So there is gonna be a blog post on the Earn That Body site. Just go to earnthatbody.com, click on blogs if you're interested more. But according to the Harvard Medical School research that they've done, for one, in regard to these artificial sweeteners, it's possible that these products change the way we taste food. Non-nutritive sweeteners are far more potent than table sugar and high fructose corn syrup. A minuscule amount produces a very sweet taste comparable to that of sugar without comparable calories. Overstimulation of sugar receptors from frequent use of these hyper-intense sweeteners may limit tolerance for more complex tastes explains Dr. Ludwig, and again, that's from the Harvard Medical School. They say that means that people who routinely use artificial sweeteners may start to find less intensely sweet foods like fruit, less appealing, and unsweet foods such as vegetables, unpalatable. In other words, use of artificial sweeteners can make you shun healthy, filling, and highly nutritious foods while consuming more artificially flavored foods with less nutritional value. So that's really interesting and something you want to keep in mind that these super sweet tasting artificial chemicals are, it's like, it's like it's so sweet that it overstimulates everything that when you go to eat regular food, real food, real fruit, it doesn't taste good anymore. It doesn't taste sweet. And that to me is a heartbreak because I am such a proponent of organic food, real food. And I'm always saying like, if you see a lot of my, my social media posts, like, oh, this plum I had today, it's like organic candy. Like it tastes so sweet. Like to me, there's nothing better than fruit, fruit that is organic and tastes amazing and looks amazing, the colors, everything. So to know that now artificial sweeteners are taking that taste away from people, that absolutely breaks my heart. Now, the next thing they said in this Harvard Medical School research, they said artificial sweeteners may play another trick as well. The research suggests that they may prevent us from associating sweetness with caloric intake. As a result, we may crave even more sweets, tend to choose sweet food over nutritious food, and gain weight. Participants in a San Antonio heart study who drank more than 21 diet drinks per week were twice as likely to become overweight or obese as people who did not drink diet soda. So our body doesn't know what's going on. Like it doesn't know how to handle this artificial chemical. And so it's kind of like you're you're taking in this artificial sweetener because it's helping you with your sweet craving, but your body doesn't almost register it. So then it just craves even more. It's like you didn't even take anything in, so it craves more. And that that's definitely not what you want as well. Now the last thing the research says, well, they say you can uh they say can you give up diet drinks whenever you want? Because a lot of people say that. They go, oh, I can give up diet drinks 
you know, whenever I want to, if I wanted, but they say, don't be so sure because animal studies suggest that artificial sweeteners may be addictive. In studies of rats who were exposed to cocaine, then given a choice between intravenous cocaine or oral saccharin, most chose the saccharin. So be very careful because those diet sodas, those are like my biggest no-no. When you take my program, I wean you off of diet things. They have saccharin in it, they have aspartame in it. It is, honestly, it's addictive. If you know people who drink diet soda, they drink a lot of diet soda in general. That's what I see. Um, so you really need to be very careful. Getting off the artificial sweetener is important. If you're trying to limit how much sugar you're taking in, what I'm saying is don't now go to artificial sweeteners to, to take over for that. That is not the way you want to go. Now, the fourth thing you can do when we're trying to conquer our sugar addiction, you want to get your sugar from the right sources. So as we said earlier, you want to swap the processed sweets for the fruit, the vegetables that taste sweet, the dairy products taste sweet. I always recommend organic for fruit, vegetables, and dairy, 100% if you can. Um, when you have that sweet tooth craving, I'm not telling you, oh, just ignore it. I mean, I know what it's like. I'm, I'm totally human, everyone. After dinner, I like a sweet treat too. Like, that's a given. But what you want to start doing in this goal of conquering your sugar addiction is you want to start making some healthy swaps. So every night after dinner, if you're used to having chocolate chip cookies or you're used to getting some ice cream or you're used to having some M&Ms that are in the jar, if you do that every night, then you will crave it every night. It's just teaching your body a pattern and it's becoming a habit. So now I just want you to make the right swap. So what I generally do during the week, because I try to be super healthy and clean eating Monday through Friday, and when I have that sweet tooth after dinner, pretty much always, I basically get some Greek yogurt and I will put a healthy fruit in it. Now, summertime is my absolute favorite. The fruits are, I love these fruits this time of year. We've got the peaches and the nectarines and the plums. I'll cut any of those up and put them in my Greek yogurt. And it does, in fact, satisfy my sweet tooth. It tastes delicious. I don't have artificial sweeteners. So for me, the taste of these fruits is off the charts, like absolutely fantastic. And again, I, I do choose organic when I can pretty much always, or I won't eat it personally. But organic fruit can be absolutely amazing. So start to make that swap. And for your kiddos too, especially when they're really young and they don't really know better, start giving them fruit and, and encouraging them and showing them, oh, doesn't this taste delicious? This is like organic candy. This came from the earth. You know, you can really inspire a kid to enjoy the sweetness of real food instead of giving them cookies and ice cream as well. Start that from a young age. It makes a huge difference later on. Now, the fifth thing is the last thing in how to conquer your sugar addiction. And this one is really probably one of the most important. You need to do a gradual reduction. It needs to be gradual. If you are someone who is eating a lot of added sugar daily or, or even a ton of fruit for that matter, because as I said, even fruit has a lot of sugar and, and you can't have unlimited amounts. If you're this person, I want you to slowly decrease the amount of sugar you're taking in over, say, the next 30 days. 
If you're a soda drinker, try to have half the amount of soda this first week. So whatever, if you have two sodas a day, then this week I want you to have one soda a day. And the following week, I want you to do one every other day. And the following week, I want you to do one every three days. Do you get it? But it's gotta be this slow and gradual reduction. Uh, if you're addicted also to those sweet coffee drinks, you know what I'm talking about because I've had lots of you input it on your food logs your first week with me. And I'm like, did you see how much sugar that drink had? That latte that didn't even have extra sugar put in it had like 20 grams of sugar in it just from the milk alone and and sometimes they add it even if you don't tell them to add it trust me these coffee drinks have a ton of sugar so if you're addicted first try going to the small size so if you've been getting the venti go to the tall um and then try to every other day at every few days just don't have it daily so make it a gradual reduction for me at this, I don't have a sugar addiction. I have passed that point. I have done all of these steps, so I don't have it. But what I do, I'm not gonna say you can never have a sweet treat that has added sugar. Like that's not realistic. That's what I'm telling you not to do is to give yourself these extremes. But what I like to do is I like to eat healthy Monday through Friday and then have a sweet treat on Saturday, have a sweet treat on Sunday. I look forward to it. I don't binge on it because honestly, once you do reduce the amount of sugar you're eating, when you do eat it, it's kind of it can make you sick easily if you eat too much of it. And that's a good thing, right? Because then you're not going to go back to eating so much sugar. So for me, it's just very simple. Have a sweet treat on the weekends, then I don't even think about it during the week. Now, am I always 100% perfect? No. Sometimes I do grab a chocolate chip cookie during the week. It's not about being perfect. But if you're trying to get off the sugar addiction, Give yourself 30 days and make these changes, all right? So to sum it up, I want you to be mindful of how much added sugars you are eating a day. And so maybe you log food in an app like, like loseit.com. Um, why don't you start seeing how much added sugar you're even eating or how much total sugar you're even eating in a day? I want you to start reading those labels to look for those ingredients uh, that show it has added sugar in it, right? So all those things that we were talking about in terms of cane juice and fruit juice and honey, malt, maple syrup, molasses, things that end in OSE, O-S-E. I want you to start reading the labels and avoiding those type of things. I definitely want you to avoid artificial sweeteners at all costs. I would always rather you eat real sugar over a chemical like those. Get your sweet tooth satisfied with real food options like fruit and set up a gradual reduction of your added sugar intake. Instead of going cold turkey or trying to be extreme too fast, instead of jumping on that bandwagon for that challenge that you know someone is gonna post in September, instead of doing that, just go on a personal gradual reduction on your own. And I truly feel if you can do these five steps, you will not only stop your sugar addictions and these cravings, but you're also gonna be happier. You're gonna have increased energy levels instead of those super highs and then those low crashes of energy. You might even have less stomach aches and bloating. And the best part is when you drop that excess weight because you're not taking in so much sugar anymore. So you start losing weight and it's not because you're going on a diet, it's just because you're gradually reducing that sugar. 
And this is not at the expense of being totally deprived because when we totally deprive ourselves of something, that's what leads to binge eating on it later. So give it a shot. And if you found this podcast helpful, please give it a share on social media. I'm always saying like, let's spread the word to as many people as we can about getting healthy the right way. And that's totally why I have this podcast. I do not make any money from the podcast. I just want to pay health forward to as many people as we can. So I always appreciate a share on social media. Hey, if you're on iTunes and you can give me a rating and review, that is always super appreciated as well. And If you are feeling like you're just so overwhelmed, you got back from that vacation or you're about to go on vacation and you know you're going to come back a little overwhelmed and you do sort of want to detox your body, don't go on a detox program that's going to deprive you. I'd rather see you do it in a healthy way. I have a program called the ETB Tox Program. It's not a detox because those are too extreme, but it's my version of a detox, meaning I want to teach you how to use healthy food, real food, and by not starving you to sort of cleanse your body, get it back on track with nutrition. It's a way that you can eat ongoing and feel amazing, but it's also going to help you clean up your diet. So it's going to educate you about your nutrition, get you eating that real food again. There's some awesome um, sort of drinks in it that help with stomachs, stomach issues, things like that, all kinds of tonics. So it's a great program. It's called the ETB Talks. And if you're interested in more of those details, just go to earnthatbody.com and click on programs. If you ever have any question about what program might be right for you, you can always email me directly, kim at earnthatbody.com. I am a one-woman show, so I will actually email you back. It will be my pleasure to do that. Thank you for listening to the Earn That Body podcast. I am always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information that you can put into play right away. Oh, and last thing is the July session, um, July 29th session was sold out for Earn That Body. I have two spots left for the August session. So if you're interested in a 10-week program with nutrition and fitness to help you with weight loss, again, just email me, kim at earnthatbody.com. Have a great week, everyone. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. 